<clears throat> or if I have God. terrible news, what? my hilarious Joel and B jokes on Twitter have reached 76ers Twitter. <laughs> this is Very not terrible true. news for me. This is terrible news for your mentions. <laughs> There's just a what, lot of mentions. T- like, s- Send us the highlights. What do we got? Yeah, first off, what was the tweet? And now like, what, what's slander? Because I'm sure Philly fans are really measured about this. So my best one was, we have no way of knowing if Joel Embiid is actually good at basketball. <laughs> Which is a great tweet. And so there's well, there's just a lot of people sending me his stats from the night. And they don't seem to understand that the point is that the referees don't allow us to see him actually play basketball. We just know he shoots a lot of free throws. <laughs> when he plays basketball, he is quite good. It's undeniably very good. His mid-range is nuts. That was the least enjoyable 51-point game I've ever seen. And I watched Mo Williams. No, I watched Corey Brewer score like 48 points on like wide-open transition. No, he scored, he scored 51. It was 51 of all, yeah, all layups. The, it's him, Mo Williams, and then like Cat and, and K-Love. Whatever, grows. I've just and Derek Rose, duh. Yeah, I, 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 that's the least entertaining fifty-one point game I've ever seen. Like I would watch that. Oh yeah, it just was ass. What a horrible experience. It's not great. Yeah. Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin', baby people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. I am Jordan, the conspicuous consumption alimat. That is Nate. He abandoned his child. He abandoned his boy, Alsdurf. And over there is Brandon, the tweet man, back and together. We are the bosses of the hoops department of PoltapSports.com, making your homepage. And we reek of Duke Cannon. We just are lathered up in it, and we're wearing both Unreal and Lamb Chops at the same time. And we are mourning. Just a devastating Timberwolves loss. What was the final score? 121 to 109 versus the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know what the final score was, but it doesn't matter. But we're yeah. here. I don't know the final score. It wasn't I good. Wa- I stopped watching with a minute left. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about solar systems. I want to start off talking about that uh, amazing cat quote where he said, I'm no longer the sun. I'm one of the planets. And I thought that was a really cool moving quote. Everyone in the press seemed to be like, yeah, Kat, you really understand your role now, which I have a rant about that later. But I want to pause the question. If the Timberwolves were planets, if they were the Milky Way galaxy, which planets would they be? Durf, I think you went deep on that. You were our Josh Dobbs. You were our astronaut here. Yeah, I mean, I can go through. I, I did I did all nine in the rotation. Um, so maybe I can just kind of, wow. I can just rattle them off and we can, we can have some back and forth. If you guys disagree, agree. Mm, we can talk yeah. About it. I've got four and then the rest of them, I didn't know what to do. So I'm just going to okay. wing it as we go. But the sun is ant, right? That's the, what we're, that's the, no one is the sun. So, that's the point. Yeah. So I actually had, um, to me, this one's pretty obvious, but I have both cat and ant as Mars. And that one's easy because they both share the wealth and Mars is the red planet. So to me, it just seems like the obvious <laughs> choice that they would both share Mars. That's, that's genius. That's an interesting one. I have Ant. I have Ant as Earth because all the planets are important, but this is the one we really need to make sure we take care of. <laughs> that's so woke and green of you, Brandon. Um, I'm going to go back to the sun, which is not a planet. It's a star. Fun fact. I don't know if you guys knew that. The sun is just the we're a science. We're a science pod. Or the sun is just the Timberwolves logo. Yeah, the old Shep, perhaps. We could, I mean, we could do that. Yeah, I think we should do that. Um, the sun is a rod and Mark Laurie. Neptune is shake Milton because it's so cold. <laughs> um, actually, uh, I had TBJ as the Neptune, but for this for a similar reason, because he was cool. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, cool. I just said because it's the coldest in the solar system, just like TBJ. Is that like, um, is that cold in a good way or cold as in like he's bricking right now? Type no, it, it, I meant it as like 
he's the coolest right now. Not okay, like cool. he's he's really cooled off in the way in the way that Wolves hot box score is always called people cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. cool. Um, for Earth, I actually had Mike Conley because he sustains life. He's the only <gasps> one in the nice. galaxy that keeps everybody you know alive. Is Shake Milton? I like is, that one. I have another one for Shake Milton. Venus, because he's just ass, and Venus is made of gas, and ass well, is past no, gas. I, I've got, I've got a good ass one. I have for Uranus. I have Dacian Nix, but that's because he's got an ass that just won't quit. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> genius. He's got a great ass. Um, is Jupiter Rudy because of like the gravity? Isn't yeah, Jupiter, huge. yeah. Rudy is Jupiter because it's the largest. I have Na as Pluto. Um, because Pluto looks like a planet and formerly was a planet, but it's not considered one. Much like Na would be a starter, and he looks like a starter, but he's not considered a starter. Also, when you see those models of like orbits, Pluto's just fucking just gunning for it away <laughs> out there, all That's over the place. Na does. It's just like. <laughs> Like Good everyone's one. in the same, like everyone's in the same like disc of orbit, and then Pluto's <laughs> just out here doing his own thing. <laughs> that's a good bit. I uh, I have Jaden as Uranus, and that's because Uranus is known for being significantly tilted. I don't know if you know this, but it's it's like this. The rings are yeah. instead of uh and Jaden's known for getting pretty tilted. I mean, just ask that wall. So I'm just saying, like, that seems like the one for one with Jaden. How are you defining tilted? Because I thought tilted was like both. Tilted means tilted like means like drunk no, and high at the same time. Tilted means when you're like pissed off. Like you get you get tilted like you're off, like you're affected by things. I have not been using that word right because I'm like, bro, I'm kind of tilted right now. I've never really said that, but I've said it maybe a little <laughs> I mean bit. context clues like it sounds like it sounds <laughs> so, right so, if you so if you're tilted. confident about it. Uh, I have Kyle Anderson as Venus yeah. uh, because one day in Venus is the equivalent to 241 Earth days. <laughs> and that's about how long it takes Kyle Anderson to spot up shoot. So this is a good bit, Derv. This is a uh, good bit. Let's see what else we have. Uh, I already did Jaden. Nas Reed is Mercury because during the daytime, temps can reach up to 840 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> just like Nas, can, Nas, Nas Reed can catch fire at just any given point. Nice. Well, thanks for the fun starter bit, Durf. Science, it rules. We have another sciencey bit coming up when we have our bird draft in honor of Wolves hot box scores. Um, but before we that do that's sciencey? Yeah, birds are science. Ornithology is a science, so we're kind of studying. Birds are science. Birds, birds are, are science. science, dude. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. We're gonna talk about birds and the vibes after we discuss freaking lamb chops if you're looking for a uh, christmas gifts for a family member who both loves looking cool and high quality clothing that has a positive brand message that's three things uh we have the brand for you it's lamb chops they got the comfiest hoodies and shorts in the game they have great tees and chains too and the best part is they're locally owned and operated clothing company so check out their fall and winter 23 drop and cop some of that puff paint we've been talking about for weeks at sglambchops.com or at sglambchops on social media do we have any halftime adjustments? Any period adjustments since we're doing three ad? Yeah, you know, I've been pretty inspired by, um, you know, one Micah Nori lately. Uh, I feel like he's just dropping bars on us. And so I'm, I'm just going to do my best impression the next uh, in between the next couple of segments. So we'll see if it works, if it sticks or maybe it doesn't. Um, I thought our first segment was pretty good. It was pretty well thought out. But I think we got to treat every segment like a space party. I think we got to plan it. Um, so I just want to see intentionality in the next one. Let's play team podcasting. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. Gentlemen. 
How are the vibes? Since we last recorded, the Timberwolves have won three games and they lost one. One of those victories was a very rousing one over the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. Um, also, Ant got himself into a sicky wicket and looked very bad while doing so. And Wolves tangential news, Ricky Rubio and the Cavs are working on a separation. Uh, separation. And also, we didn't talk about this. I think this happened in between episodes. Gorgie retired. So a lot of a lot of wolves yeah. action in the in the in the to use our space theme. A lot of stuff in the wolves galaxy happening this past week. So I posit the question: How are the freaking vibes? I want to start with Durf because when Durf starts with the vibes, I think it's just good. I think it's just a good vibe for the vibes. <laughs> Astute analysis. Thank you. Uh, man, the vibes are even though we lost tonight. Bummer. Sure, whatever. We're still 20 and six guys we're still 20 and six it's not 20 and five but it is 20 and six uh i think the vibes are still great i said this the other day when we were chatting i've said wow more than any other season in totality i think at my tv during games like i'm continually impressed by some of these just saucy passes cat feeding rudy rudy feeding cat uh Tonight, even I know it was kind of a bad outcome, but like seeing Jaden come alive, that's huge that for great. us. Um, and not to not to steal Beck's point, but like the having guys not perform at their best and us still win basketball games, and then having those guys then perform well, like it's it's it seems like sustainable basketball. Um, it's exciting to watch. I'm having fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, we were just talking a lot about like the defense and like how good this, how good this defense is. And I was just looking into that a little bit more. And it's just interesting personally, looking at how, how highly rated our defense to our like total defense is, but then like individual, like blocks, steals, defensive rebounds, it's very middle of the pack. So I think it's really cool that we're like, like, despite that, we're just playing really good guarding like we're forcing bad shots we're getting to the spots when we need to like so we're the helping point, out the points like everyone's consistently solid and it's led to right. a, a, a excellent team numbers is the point yeah and I, i'm sure i want to i want to hear beck give more color to this because i feel like you you know more than i do when yeah, it comes to back. some of the analysis but like it it is really cool that i don't know you, like you think of putting rudy gobert in there as like a shot blocker and that's true and there's a greater impact where like guys aren't going into the lane because they know he's there mm-hmm. but like it's not just like we're swatting the hell out of the ball like it's it's partially that but like we're also just playing really good help defense and like i don't know anyway, well there, that, there was that what was that yeah. um what was that um that whatever espn show that was talking about pnr defense and nine Rudy Gobert, the fourth best PNR defense defensive combo in the league, and Cat and Nah are the number one PNR. Number one, yeah, yeah, yep. with like the yeah that was points per possession. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is like you're saying, like those they don't like get as many steals and blocks. Rudy Gobert's because he has such like a strong defensive reputation. Guys don't even like challenge him as much. So what what happens is like it's not about the three plays a game where Rudy Gobert blocks your shot. It's about, he just completely redefines the shot chart for the other team, right? Like he eats up so much space and because he's so good at the rim and because guys are so afraid to attack him at the rim, that frees up your perimeter defenders to then play more physically and aggressively as well, because they don't need to, they can be less concerned about, getting beat off the dribble because Rudy is taking up like all the paint and there he's forcing guys into like difficult in between mid range shots and guy teams aren't shooting 
threes really well against the Timberwolves. And I think that's actually like kind of a cascading Rudy effect in its own way because guys are able to be more aggressive on closeouts and things like that. And Mm -hmm. like anyone who's played basketball knows like a wide open three pointer is different if the guy who's closing out is closing out really, really hard and you feel like you're going to be rushed on that thing. Or a guy can close out really, really hard and it can force you into like a one dribble pull up or dribbling into the paint. So there's a lot of cascading effects of just like the Rudy, like the the space he eats up just in the middle of the court. I am curious yeah. to figure out like where the Timberwolves rank in three point attempts like they that they allow per game because I wonder if it's up from last year just because people can't go in the paint so they're just kicking it out more or like the mid range I don't I know I don't subscribe to cleaning the glass and stuff so I'm trying to like type it into Stat Muse and it's not giving me what I want I would it, like to see like uh, it kind of feels like that's got to be the majority of the shots just because guys like Beck said guys are like actively going out of the paint to get away from Rudy or so like yeah it's like weird what's left you know? on the elbow yeah it's got to be like all, all that's like left is yeah deep twos and and threes yeah feels like to my eye like i said it's a lot it's not even like mid-range shots it's like a lot of these like in between like floater distance things because people don't want to go all the way to the rim but i don't know my vibes um my vibes are great that 76ers game it's to be completely honest like it's just kind of annoying i don't enjoy watching 76ers games because of the whole like Joel Embiid foul baiting thing and like I crack jokes on Twitter obviously I don't think Joel Embiid is a bad basketball player he was the MVP last season he scored 50 points tonight that's a make a wish MVP tweet baiting tweet baiting (laughs) I think I think the fouling like the foul baiting stuff like really disrupted the game in the first half um but if I'm being completely honest I my takeaway from that game isn't like the wolves got jobbed and They had no business winning that game. I think they lost a tough road game against a good team. I think they really kind of let go of the rope in the second half, like at that six minute mark when they, they pulled up by like seven and then things kind of started going not their way. And it just kind of got away from them and they lost and that's fine because they are 20 and six and they have a two and a half lead two and a half game lead on the team in second place in the Western conference. And sometimes they're going to lose. They're on pace right now to win 63 basketball games still, which is a lot of basketball games. Um, That Miami game uh, two nights ago was the best game of the year. I like a road win against an awesome team. Um, And just like filled with kind of like these, these little moments, like I, the cat, the cat mid range jumper where Jimmy Butler tried to flop. And like, like, so Cat just like touched him with his shoulder and Jimmy Butler like mm-hmm. stumbles five steps back into the paint. And then Cat just calmly drills a mid-range jumper to put the Wolves up three in his face with like a minute left was just like so much more than just those two points. It was just like, just like a really, really like exhale awesome moment. It, I it was think, like for cleansing. Carl Anthony Towns. It yeah. was like a cleansing and, for the fan and base. Just, yeah. And just in that fourth quarter, like in that fourth quarter, Carl Anthony Towns was fantastic. And Carl Anthony Towns has just been fantastic this season. I, we And we talked about this a little bit on show prep. We've done a Rudy show. We've done an ant, like we've done ant shows. We've talked about Nas Reed. But Cat, aside from when we kind of had the negative stuff about him, like we've talked about how he's playing better and stuff like that. But we haven't really like 
fully dove into how phenomenal Cat has been this season. Um, like this has been said on Twitter plenty, but he's shoot, he's 50, 40, 90 right now. Uh, and he's Dude. been awesome defensively. You got something? So I looked up stats since the Boston Celtics game. Remember that when he melt down and we're like, oh God, here he comes. Cat's back. Since then, 23 points per game, 9.6 rebounds, three assists. That's 20 games, 55% from two, 47% from three. Since oh, and ninety one free throws, I was that was that was my next that was my next thing was taking out when you take out Cat's yeah. terrible start, the shooting splits are even more in state. Like fifty five, forty seven, ninety one is just like ludicrous efficiency numbers. And I think what's kind of flown under the radar is as good as Rudy Gobert has been, as good as Anthony Edwards has been, as good as Mike Conley and Nas Reed have been. Cat has just been like their steadying force this year. Like he's been their most since the, since the bad first, like four or five games, he's been their most consistently reliable player. Like, like the cat production has been super bankable this season and he's done a great job, like maintaining his emotions. So I just think like, I can't say enough about cat. And then additionally to um, he had a really tough game tonight. Uh, I think he was a outside of Nas Reed. I think he was a team low and plus minus, but Nikhil Alexander Walker has also been phenomenal. And we'll get more into this when we get into like the, the things, the little things you might not have noticed, but um, just fantastic defensively, timely shot making. He's really stepped up as a playmaker in lieu of like a true backup point guard, for Mike Conley, like Nikhil has done a good job being kind of like a playmaker on the floor when he's playing with like Kyle Anderson or when Shake Milton was playing or next to Ant, like he's done a good job handling those ball handler minutes and not being like, like the, the Nikhil thing is you, you don't want to take away the aggression, but you don't want him to like get too crazy. Like you want him to stay within himself, but like maintain kind of some of that hair on fire, like, I don't know. It's like it's like towing the Josh Akogi line almost. <laughs> it's it's just it's incredible. Like it it kind of gives credence to the whole point nah like hypothetical of your time. Like could he be the point guard of the future? And at first I was like ah no he seems like a two. But then there's some times where I go well hang on now like this is this is mm-hmm. looking quite entertaining. Um can I go back to cat Brandon? I want to skip over my vibes and go continue for with the cat talk and not nah talk. Um, other great cat. This is part of my vibes. My vibes are great because cats great. I've, I've just, I've just embraced that cats, my favorite player in the league. I don't know how this happened. Yes, I do. He was the only thing we could watch for like eight years. So it's just nice to see like the composition, um, letting the game come to him is also, it's been easier to watch. He doesn't seem to be forcing things anymore. And we talked about this mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago where he doesn't need to play perfect basketball for the Timberwolves to even like sniff winning. He can just play good basketball. And to your point, Brandon, it feels like he's been quietly dominant. And that's like the mark of consistency where it's like, all right, cool. He's only putting up, I guess, just 23 points a game, which feels low for cat. But it's like, man, he's just like grabbing these boards. He's doing these mid range Dirk shots. Um, there's also been an improvement of the ant and cat two man game. Have you guys noticed this the last like 10 days? It mm-hmm. feels a way because we were, I think we were kind of harping on that like two or three episodes ago. It feels way better recently. Brandon, it looks like you're about to hop in. Do you have something to say about the ant and cat pairing? Well, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, like the Indiana game where they combined for 77. <laughs> you, know, we'll ever, that. you know, ever since that game, which was super <laughs> was a, 
decent two man game. Ever since they both nearly put up 40 points in the same game. The most literal two man game that you can have. I was so amped on the Miami game that I forgot the Pacers game happened. But like, it seems like. I don't know. Just like they get, they're they're getting this good. Like there's they'll pass the ball back and forth to each other, or like in in the Heat game, those alternate possessions. Like who's going to do it? And they play. They they're both a bucket, but they get buckets in totally different ways, and that's just insane to me to watch. So just like to go off of your, yeah. they get buckets in different ways thing. I think that was kind of a takeaway that I had, kind of a um realization moment when I was watching that Pacers game. Um, because if you think about it, like Cat went off in that Pacers game. I think if Cat had wanted to, he could have scored 60 in that game. Like the because the, the Pacers just don't have an answer for power forwards. I mean, if you look at every Pacers game, whether they win or lose, they're giving up like 30, 35, 40 points to the other team's power forward because they just don't have guys who can guard power forwards. But that kind of got me thinking about, I think, uh, an a underrated thing about this team is they're sort of matchup, not matchup proof offensively, but they have so much, they have such a diversity of offensive talent that they can pick at other teams' weaknesses in unique ways, right? Like they can go in and Ant had 37, but they can go into that that Indiana game where they don't have a power forward to guard cat, and they can say, like, all right, we've got this like amazingly talented offensive power forward that we're just going to run everything through. But then in another instance, they can go into the game and say, this is an ant game. And we're really, really going to emphasize running things through ant. Or like you think about when we played Charlotte and Charlotte didn't have a center that could hang with Rudy. And so we just hammered Mike Conley, Rudy pick and roll. And we were throwing lobs and Rudy had like eight dunks in that game. And like even in this Philadelphia game, like they tried to hide Tyrese Maxey on Jaden McDaniels in the first half, and he put up 21 or 22 in the first half. Like they have such a diversity of offensive talent that it's not like they just need Anthony Edwards to to go off in every game or they just need Carl Anthony Towns to go off in every game. They can look at like what other teams don't do well and pick from a really, really rich group of offensive players to be like, we're going to run through our generational power forward, or we're going to run through our generational shooting guard, or we're going to do pick and roll with this awesome point guard center combo. Like they just have so or, many different ways our, they can attack. Teams. Or we're going to do PNR with our awesome power forward center combo. So what I'm hearing <laughs> is, is that having five good starters is a positive. Is that what, is that what I'm hearing that five good well, starters? I mean, is a five, good thing? but, but five good starters that are diverse in their skills. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because Jalen's like a slasher and, yeah, and, yeah. and they, they all do different you, things. If you, if you look at like Los Angeles Clippers are playing super well right now, but I mean, they're not that diverse in their skills on their three best players, right? Like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, fantastic players, but they're all pretty similar in the way that they're going to, they're going to try to score. They need to be really, really ball dominant and they're all going to shoot like the same, like they're going to shoot X amount of threes and they're going to try to work from the mid range and, and stuff like that versus like the wolves have like a power forward that can shoot threes and a giant center that can rim roll and dunk and a point guard that shoots really, that shoots floaters and a small forward. That's a great cutter. And then a shooting guard that can score on all three levels. Like they have a diversity of skills, not just a, 
like a big conglomerate of talent. Uh, diversity is woke, Brandon. I'm sorry to tell you that, but sorry, we, gotta, we have to make America. We have to, get, we have to take America back from diversity. I don't know. If I thought we weren't that type of pod anymore. Oh, shoot, I forgot. My bad, guys. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Um, let's get into this because um, we're get, we're dancing around it. But oh, we, you want to get into it? Now? I want to. I want to get into. <laughs> We've been dancing around the little things that we might not have noticed. So uh, let's get into it. Little things you might not have noticed. First one, Cat doesn't have a tech this year. That's great. I, mean, I think we can lump these these two together. These two Cat ones. Yeah. Like, and he has Cat doesn't have out. a tech this year. Cat hasn't been kicking out on his threes. Yeah. I just think like it's a testament to you might not have noticed because we notice it so much when Cat's emotions get the best of him. And for the most part, it just hasn't happened this year. Like to that, like cat reliability point, cats just been like a steady rock. And like, there's some moments where it feels like he might be close to boiling over because of like some PTSD we might have, but he just hasn't done that yet. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things we've talked about before where we think it's maturity, but maturity is really easy to have when you're winning basketball games. So I'm just interested to see as, as the season progresses, like if we lose a couple in a row, like if I'm just going to keep an eye on those antics, you know, if that, if that, cause we, we saw a little bit of it tonight, like, yeah. and it's a frustrating game and you get frustrated, like not that you can't get frustrated, but um, it is cool to yeah, see, but I think see he... that step, take that step. Yeah. But, but I mean, I think cap maintained his composure in the game tonight, like pretty yeah, well. That's what I mean is, is, I didn't... is, Tonight, I didn't think that tonight was over the top. I'm just saying even tonight is a far cry from what we've seen. So, But yeah. again, we haven't really faced too much adversity as far as losses or like losing streaks. So my my point is, yeah. is that if we do drop two or three in a row, it'll be interesting to see if Kat still has that in him or if he yeah. really has kind of taken that step. Yeah, they, but I, I do think part of. I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Like it is it is amazing the stuff that he's taking this year and also real quick i i was gonna say this before but the the cat love like on top of all of these other things i know we've mentioned this a couple of times the fact that he's just like complete he's played a completely different position and like yeah he like he was playing power forward a little bit last year like small sample size but like he had a rough start to the beginning of the year, but he's doing all these things while playing a totally new position and he and like seeing the comfortability around Rudy and on the court and the spacing. Like overall, it's just super fun to see as somebody that we Let's wanted. Talk about it. For Let's so many talk years. about it. Dude, okay, here's the bit, Nate. You bring up this point where he shifts to a new position and he's playing a whole different role. And this get this kind of ladders up to me. It ladders to the can Carl be the second best player on the team? Does he have the, can he put his ego aside to be the one B I've seen this perpetuated on a local scale. I've seen this perpetuated on a national scale. Where did this idea that cat isn't cool with being a good teammate come from? Cause I have no idea. He has never exhibited James Harden esque tendencies. He's never been a Marbury type. Jury. He was like, this has to be my team at no point in his career. Has cat ever been, the type of dude to be like, this is my team. He has different problems. I just don't know where that, like I saw what's Judd. I'll say it. I don't believe it. If you guys want me to, but I think I saw Judd be like, Oh, <laughs> say his name. He's putting say his, his ego aside. What are you talking about, bro? You cover the team. Like, that's never been a thing behind the scenes or otherwise. That's been an issue. It's a totally manufactured thing. Honestly, yes. like what a lot of it comes down to is like one, it's assuming it 
it's totally assumed because there hasn't been a second guy outside of Jimmy Butler. Well, like, don't forget about Shabazz Napier. He was going to be really good. Like second his, his second best star for most of his time here was Andrew Wiggins. Like he's forced into a role where like that Andrew Wiggins isn't your star A. Like yeah, Andrew Wiggins is barely outside the morgue. If you ask me, dude, it has no emotion, no fire, no zest. D'Angelo yeah, Russell, he's two been points terrible this season, dude. He's bad. Yeah. So I like that. That just really sets me off. I'm fine with people clowning cat for being emotional or using different voices. But when you say like, "Oh, I can't believe he's putting his ego aside," it's just that's never been the type of dude Carl Anthony Towns has been. Not to de- yeah. derail from the bit we just started, but it's like shit, bro. It makes me super angry because it's rooted in no sense of reality. Next thing, what's another little thing <laughs> that we didn't notice? I haven't spazzed like that in like a year. Yeah. How about that, um, Nikhil Alexander Walker? Yeah. I mean, back talk about it. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it a little bit in my vibes. I think we like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, but I think it needs to be talked about, like, how incredible a season Nikhil, Alexander is walk- Nikhil Alexander-Walker is having. I almost said how incredible a season Nikhil Alexander is walking. <laughs> That's quite a, a hell of a name. A lot of walks this year. Could he yeah, be an so all? Jally, you be, mentioned he, it. Could he be all defense? Not to cut you off. I'm so that's they mentioned they talked about this a little bit on Dane on the Dane and Jace pod this future week. guest um, in the pod, Dane Moore. You gotta stop saying that, dude, until we get a date nailed down. <laughs> well, I DM'd him. He'll he'll respond when he has time. You mentioned the stat in PNR and pick and roll two man combinations in terms of points per possession. Not is part of the first and fourth best pairing. That's Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. And Nah and Cat is number one, and Rudy and Nah yeah, is number four. Uh, his his screen navigation is is truly like unbelievable. The way he gets gets skinny and just slips screens like it's impossible to set screens on him. And he plays super hard and he's super long. And I think the thing like that is really encouraging to me about this is that we saw this in the playoffs last year and that's why they brought him back right was because he he was terrific in that Denver series he's one of like the the few real bright spots in that series was the defense that Na played on on Jamal Murray in Jaden's absence and so when we brought him back in the offseason it was always kind of like on this idea because I don't think I don't think they were going to bring Nikhil Alexander-Walker back like like two weeks before the regular season ended last Mm -hmm. year I don't think Naw was in the plan. And then he just kind of played his way into the plan in the playoffs. And the fact that we've seen him do it in the playoffs, and now he's kind of backing that up in the regular season, is like, holy cow, we've got a playoff rotation player. And you only need like eight of those. So like, you know we got Ant, you know we got Rudy, you know we got Mike, you know we got Cat, we got Jaden. All right, now Naw, like we can bank on Naw, I think, mm-hmm. being like legitimate part of a playoff rotation and a positive part of that because like the defense he's fifth in the NBA in defensive estimated plus minus that's best on a team that's better than Rudy Gobert what uh but to go to your all defense thing um what I was talking about they talked about it on the Dane and Jace pod this week um don't give me that little finger that you give me future guest guest of the pod Dane he it's very it's a very similar profile to what Alex Caruso had last year and Alex oh. Caruso made an all defensive team last year. That's I think Jace wise. brought up a really good point. Well, I think Jace brought up a really good point and it's kind of an unfortunate reality. You got to get the minutes to do I it. Don't think 
I don't think Nikhil Alexander-Walker as a guy that's not going to start half the games for his team is going to get an all-defensive team nod, even if those numbers are that good. And, like, Alex Caruso has, like, the built-in benefit of he played for the Lakers at one point. Alex Caruso is just more famous than Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And as much as it Mm -hmm. sucks, that kind of stuff matters when it comes to this voting. Um, But... And also, there's only 10 all-defensive team spots to go around. It's really, really hard to make an all-defensive team. Um, right. But Nikhil and, Alexander-Walker has just been phenomenal. And the Wolves aren't going to have four spots. I mean, this, we'll have the three, but the fourth one is a tough. <laughs> yeah, that's the it. Timberwolves are the all-defensive <laughs> team. <laughs> um, I have a I have a sub-bullet to our Nikhil Alexander-Walker is good point that you might not have noticed. Um, and this kind of rubs into Jaden, too. This might apply more so to Jaden. but like, Is it his nice legs? He has great legs and they have cool tattoos. They both have a great pair of legs. <sighs> no, I, I was talking to my wife today. I like how Nikhil <laughs> that little moan. <laughs> oh, Nikhil has like Nikhil has like forty five foot long legs, but like the tiniest little torso ever. He's a lot of leg. Um, a lot but, of leg. Whatever. I think why uh, Nikhil and Jaden there are defensive like uh, you know in the guards and forwards like there are guys point of attack and off ball guys uh, in terms of like the best on the team. And what's cool about them, and this is more so for Jaden, but I trust Nikhil on the offensive side of the ball as well. Like we see Jaden going to these spurts. We saw it last year when Jaden was the primary option when everyone was hurt. Like he was putting up like 18 to 21 points a game. He can get it pretty easily. Um, Nikhil is a confident shooter. So the defense always will be honest with him and at least have a body on him. So not only are these guys like, oh, we're in defense now. It's not a Trenton Hassel, Bruce Bowen situation where it's like, don't pass on the ball. It's like, you know, if Nikhil gets the ball, if Jane gets the ball, they can create for themselves. And I think that gives it a, a lot of promise again to the playoffs where it's like, okay, we can shut down other people's best guys, but our, our shutdown people can also score yeah. on you. And I think we talked about this when they acquired Nikhil last year, like, the shot is ugly. The shot has gone in, quite frankly, more often than I thought it was going to go in. Um, but he's not going to be a, an above league average three point shooter. He's not an above league average three point shooter right now. But if he can shoot 34, 35% like he has been, the defensive value is enough that he's not like a complete zero on that end. And they do have to close out hard on him, right? And I mean, he's going to be really streaky, but if he can end up in that 35% range and he can play make like he's been playmaking and he can defend at this level, I mean, that's a that's like a real, real player. That guy starts on a lot of good teams. And again, this goes into Jaden too. Both Nikhil and Jaden are just so good at cutting. And even when they're not hot or they're not being productive, they're still moving. And that is a really underrated part of just like basketball, especially like NBA basketball, just moving. But what's the first play you learn in AAU is motion. It's a motion offense. What's up, Brandon? And just like a like a, a sort of intangible thing. I think about like that Utah game with Nikhil. He he has a good enough feel for the moment, but he has a little bit of flair and spice to his game. He'll throw like a behind the back pass at the right time in a moment where you need the crowd to get into it. Nikhil will hit you with the saucy behind the back pass and like to get the crowd on its feet. He has a little bit of that flair for the moment. Sometimes maybe he pulls it out in the in the wrong time, but he he kind of like I said, like he has he has kind of that Anthony Edwards light ability to like kind of ignite the crowd. 
The, yeah, he, he, he wait, does. Hang on, Durf. Brandon I know almost, what you're going to say. No, Brandon almost did the accidental, almost did the accidental Mike and Nori. Like, Nikhil Alexander Walker is like an unfortunate flasher. You just pull it out at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you were doing, I thought you were doing like a perverted I, Mike and Nori. I thought, no, I thought he was doing the Britt Robson. Oh, the, <laughs> what did he say? Future guest of the pod. He's rubbing, just rubbing, rubbing guys up. Off. Just rubbing guys off. Um, too much. <laughs> I I do I I do uh, see what you're talking about, Beck. It's not cat level where sometimes it's just insane, like it's trying too hard. But he do, he will he will whip it out once in a while, which is fun. And we also talked about this too. Um, <laughs> like an, that, like it's a like an unfortunate flash. Yeah, Nikhil Alexander he just whips it out, and it's great. Uh, no, but he like he's just one of those guys that if you didn't watch the wolves and you just looked at his box score, like a defense aside, just like his offensive um, stats, you're like, okay, he hit, you know, he had six, six points tonight, but I, it feels like they're always important points. Like they're really shy away from the moment. Yeah, exactly. And, and to Beck's point, like he's not going to, it seems like he's not taking dumb shots. He's taking more high percentage looks and his shots just been falling this year, which is really fun to see because you rely on him as like a defense, a defensive guy. And when the offense is falling, you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Well-rounded guy that we got for cheap and a really good deal. Like you said, with the timely shots, it's one of those things where like when, when the other team like hits a, hits a three to go up seven or something like those inflection points in games, I, I never feel like, Oh, oh no, what's Nikhil doing when he takes like uh, a three in that situation? Like it feels like he's up to the task in that moment. And he did it in the playoffs in overtime. He's got a clutch gene. It's great. Um, Let's go through our our final three points real quick and get to our Um, We're going long. Do we need to talk about about Kyle? Kyle was bad today. I'll grab grab the next one. This is more of just a a quick note, but I I think it was John. I think it was John Krasinski. Um, I think it was Johnny K. Yeah, yeah, that tweeted out a few games back that the the Wolves were at the time 17 and 1 and now 19 and 1 when they hold the opponent to less than 120. Uh which is just wild. Yeah, like crazy. Stuff. I mean, we it's a, obviously like we've only lost well now 6, but they scored more than 120 points. But that's just wild. It's like it's that's the key to success. Just don't yeah. give up 120 points and you're going to win the game. That is a, a great point. I mean, like, I feel like NBA games hit 120 all the time now. So if you can, like, generate it, it's, I feel like 110 to 120. That's a huge spread. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. The edibles kicking in. What's up? Yeah. Brandon? Keep going. <laughs> we can just move it to the next yeah. one. I can I can kick us off, but I want to hear more. I want to hear guys your guys is. Um, commentary on this one but it's so slow-mo kyle anderson has gotten a lot of flack lately some of it's from me uh real bad tonight yeah he was he was not good tonight but if we talk about outside of tonight and outside of the game he went like one for 15 or whatever that was he's been he's been pretty solid i actually was looking up um i know it's it's kind of been in limited minutes and and it's it's take that with a grain of salt but his defensive rating right now is 106 and that would be like obviously it's a small sample size because he's not playing the minutes that these guys are but that would be sixth and sixth best in the nba and he's also averaging less than two fouls a game he's clamping down like he's playing clean he's getting in the way he's been i don't know he's just been a real defensive anchor he's he's been very good he's been very good defensively they do he has to figure out the offense 
they're not even guarding him at this point. This is what we were worried about, though, because he's going to be more of a three this year, and he's he's been on the court with either Nas or Cat or Rudy all the time, and he's usually the three. It feels like more often than not. Yeah, so and like, this me, is that regression. To me, it's also, I mean, he does. I'm not going to make excuses. Like, I hate watching him play offense sometimes. It's just, it's sad because he gets the ball and there's nobody within eight feet of him. And it's like, just shoot the ball, dude. Just okay, try. So, so that aside, even... that aside, it's for me, it's, I know we were texting about this in the group chat tonight, but like, it's the lineups. Like sometimes it's like, okay, if you know that it's, if you know Kyle's not going to shoot the ball if nobody's within 40 feet, like don't put him out there with Shake Milton too. We can't have two guys. You can have one guy on there that's not going to shoot the ball, be a distributor, whatever, help the offense flow. Yeah. But you can't have two guys that you're just, they just don't even have to get near. Yeah. I thought this was supposed to yeah, be a positive thing. It's segment. kind of like the, yeah, I know. That's why I didn't want to talk about it because it's really hard. Like, I wanted to so talk bad. about his defense. I, I, I mean, want to Kyle, talk about defense is great. Can we, okay, Brandon, get okay. off, get, get off a second. He had a good offensive game two games ago. He was good in Miami. Well, he had a good but, offensive game in Miami. And we appreciate it. Brandon, you get a sentence and a half of slow mo negative stuff, and then you have to go positive. About his defense, well, his his defense has been phenomenal. Um, One the, the thing is, it's like the opposite of the Rudy thing that we talk about, where it's like Rudy's eating up a bunch of space on the floor. When Kyle's in the game, the other team center just kind of gets to do that yeah. because they don't have mm-hmm. to guard him. Like that was what happened when he he was in there. He was doing a fantastic job. He's the only guy that could hang with Joel Embiid defensively tonight. But then on the other end of the court, Joel Embiid just got to kind of camp out by the rim and take away everything like within 10 feet. Right. So but that's a big thing that people have gotta figure noticed. out. A, he's gotta figure out a we way to talk attack. about <laughs> we've gotta figure out a way to make him not be a zero on that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the segment's called Little Things You Might Not Have Noticed. And we need to talk about the defense because people are too focused on the bad offense. So yeah. talk about the good defense, Brandon. This is why and- I want this is why I wanted to skip it because right. it was it's really sticking out in my it's head. It's recency <laughs> bias. Get right. over it. We're skipping it. And also he's, okay. good. he's underrated. We'll say that. He's underappreciated by the fan base sometimes. Yeah, right now because right. of his defense. It's great. Uh and finally, we all love the classic edition jerseys, and so does the fates of the basketball gods, because we're seven and two in the classic edition jerseys, and that's great and nice and makes me feel good. Nothing's worse than having sweet jerseys and just losing in them all the time. Ugh, like the like white the Vikings jersey. classic jerseys. Oh my gosh, year. dude! Don't even get me started. I can't believe they're going to make jerseys me watch. are wasted. Ah, they're going to make me watch something called Nick Mullins. I'm not going to do it. I actually refuse. I'm not watching that. Whatever that thing is. All right, and that's it for our little thing segment. This show is brought to you by motherfucking Duke Cannon. I love being a remote worker but it also makes me sad because i don't get to go to the office and and like flex my smell some people flex like their outfits i flex my smell because i smell like duke cannon all right thank you to the research and development department of duke cannon for making me smell good with that bay rum with that naval diplomacy they got the hair care they got beard care they got deodorants they got the big ass brick of soap and their smells are masculine but unique and it will make you look forward to showering and it'll make you want to use a little bit more so people can smell you uh make sure you get that thick and viscous body wash because it changed my life i feel exfoliated every time i use it uh dukecannon.com check them out um do we have any adjustments we want to make for the the the, the back two thirds of the show that we have to run through kind of quickly? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I I think segment two was was pretty good all around, good performance. But the next segment, I'd really like for us to be like Nate Roos and just have fun with it. You know, 
let's just have fun with it that's a that's a that's a band fun that's that's a joke about them Uh, ah 2010 what a run they had so anyway um, rolling on to the next one rolling on we've had another controversy hit crunch wears no pants a second controversy has hit crunch wears no pants uh (laughs) wolves hot box scores was mad at us and he's boycotting the show <laughs> because he is mad that I called him that I said he looks like a you bird. Called him a duck. I called him a duck when he's stone doing his videos because I think everyone under the influence turns into some sort of animal and he looked like a duck. And then when I was naming my top five birds, I omitted duck. I forgot to mention duck. So he felt offended and rightfully so that I besmirched him and, and then I lied and I didn't say ducks were as cool as they were. So that's why Today, we are doing the birds draft. We are drafting birds, and Duck better be on one of our teams, because if not, Kai's going to let us know about it. I put it on Twitter. We were in the line of fire with Kai for a minute, and I I cleared the record. why we got lumped in with you. You just were like, these are the top five birds, and we got our names attached to them somehow. Both both Beck and I, neither Beck and I, uh, subscribed to him being a duck, and we also didn't list out our favorite birds. So in no way are we responsible for this. Do do we want to? Hi, you, our, you heard yeah. us. Yeah. Do you want to do our favorite? No. Let's just do the birds draft. Okay, we're gonna go around no, and we're draft. doing the birds draft. Yeah, we're yeah, doing we're the doing birds, birds draft. draft. We yeah. can't give away our favorite birds before the draft. That's like here's well, the big board. board. That's right. You're right. You're right. So the birds draft. Here's the parameters for the draft. This could either be a, again, it could be a great bit or a horrendous bit. Let's find out. So we're gonna have to pick three species of bird. Our our teams will also have two specific birds, and then there will be a wild card spot which can be anything tangentially bird adjacent um brandon do you have the order up for the birds draft i hope this is as good as the big things draft well nothing can be as good as the big things draft the first overall pick goes to nate alsdurf oh yeah second overall pick belongs to tornado jolly jordan alamat and the third overall pick goes to me all right durf starts off pick number one of the birds Um, draft my First overall and number one pick of the draft is I'm taking the tufted titmouse bird. The tufted titmouse. For obvious reasons. <laughs> it's got the best name in the draft. Derv's birds are much more specific than mine. I, I got, yeah, I got a tufted titty with my first. <laughs> this looks like a, it looks like a little gray and white it's and cute. brown blue jays. It's, it's insanely cute. cute. Yeah. I'm so it feels like you could have got pick. that later on in the draft, but I'm glad nope. you took it first. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was on our boards. <laughs> I didn't know how specific you guys were going. Also, Tough to Titmouse is a first overall pick. I don't care what you say. It has all the, has all all the intangibles. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let me, let me pull up my big board as we get into the second pick of the bird things draft. There's so many ways I could go with this, but I'm going to take a species for my first overall pick. Um, I'm going to take penguins. I think they're really, I, I'm, they're my number one favorite bird. Of that, all that's time. the first overall pick. Yeah. That's, that's number one on the big board. Meh. Brandon, why do you think penguins are our first? Penguins overall is a great pick. Cause they're tall. Cause they're just, they're, they're, they're beautiful. They are dressed fancy. They're funny. They, they slide survive. on their bellies. They can survive. In, they have fun in insane environments. What are you doing? Penguins? Such an amazing trait. Um, Brandon, what's your what's your third pick? Well, clearly, you guys have gone on here with the idea to besmirch our loyal guest Kai, and I am going to make it right with the third overall pick. I am drafting the duck. The duck is the second best. Third bird. overall. Why do you love the, the duck? duck at, why do you love the duck at number three? I don't want to give away the rest of my board. <laughs> All right. So, 
Okay, fine. Clearly, there's a you know what theme hell. Here. You know what? I know what. I'll just use my next pick. I'll use my second round pick, and I will explain. These are a tandem. I had to pair these two. I am taking my wild card with my second overall pick, and I am drafting Black Duck, Minnesota. That's insane. Oh, Hometown. Nice. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, that you're that you're pulling a wonderful Black Duck. place to live. If you it, it, enjoy hunting or fishing and are driving up north, stop at Timberline. Hey, Say no hi free to ad reads. and John for me. No, no free ad reads. You know the are, deal. Um, I I it's love you. Black Duck, Minnesota. I also love ducks. Uh, just the the aerial and the water component makes them a strong, strong bird. Um, uh, sounds like Black kissing Duck, up Minnesota. to me. Home sounds the, like home of the Black Duck Drakes. The black, which is also Drake, is another word for duck. Do you know that, Brandon? <laughs> It's a male duck, which is funny because the black duck women's teams are called the Lady Drakes. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, I'm on to my second pick. He's back uh, to Jally. Back to me. I'm going to take my species again. Um, I'm going to take my species for my, my second pick. I'm taking a toucan. Again, beautiful, tropical, mm-hmm. big beak, funny. Lots of shirts on Express feature toucans. So toucans are my, are my number two pick. Durf, what's your wraparound? Uh, I'm going to take the American goldfinch or just finches in general. If we want to be more generic, because I love my head coach and clearly you guys don't respect him enough to draft him. Okay. Wow. Well, he made it. He made it five picks without getting taken. The goldfinch. Actually, you know what? I'm taking no Chris one's drafted. Finch. No one's drafted Chris Finch. Yet. Okay, <laughs> no, no, I'm taking Chris Finch. Chris Finch is on my board. <laughs> are, are you taking the goldfinch and Chris no. Finch? Are you, are you pulling the envelope away from commissioner Roger Goodell's hands? I'm taking and... all of it. Uh, no, I'm gonna take the bird because the bird's cute, and I can still be like, I can still name it Chris. Yeah, well, you all, you also have the wraparound, so you could take your wild. You also have a wraparound. You can take if Chris you, Finch. If you right want to take right? Chris Finch, are you going For to a specific bird? Do I do it? Um, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take uh, an anything or uh, whatever we call it, wild card. Yeah, specific. wild card. Uh, and I'm taking Zazu from the Lion King. Damn it, that was my number. That was my number one fictional bird. Because That's Lion King one. is the best movie, and Zazu is an imper- imperative character. Just, just period. The the Lion King is the best movie. No comment. Um, Z- uh, Zazu. Why it's the, be- it's the best. It's the best Disney movie. That's for sure. What kind of bird I, is Zazu? It's an African red-billed hornbill. Wait, red bill hornbill? It's an African red-billed hornbill. I've never seen a real-life picture of Zazu. You can't have Bill twice in your name. It's the right, red anyway. bill. It's the, whatever. Okay, my pick. Jeez, taking Zazu is really just a a, a, a stabbing. I'm, I feel stabbed. So I need to take a specific bird here. I want to take Birdman the rapper from uh, Big mm. Timers fame, uh, from uh, Cash Money Records fame, the hand rub, a meme lord. Birdman is my 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 third overall pick. And not the, the basketball pick. player. Not Chris Anderson. Birdman. Okay. Birdman baby. Birdman. Brandon, were you writing something like down? Like with Lil Wayne and Birdman? Yes, like stunt like what? my daddy Birdman. Are you asking if I'm writing your picks down? It looks I'm like you're writing, writing my picks down. It looks like you're writing and like going to your big board and being I think he's crossing right. out people uh, on yes. his big board. Yeah, I'm uh, crossing yes. out things on my board that get taken. All right, what's your, what are your two wraparounds here? All right, so it's back to me. Um, I am going to take uh, one of my species of birds again, and because I am proud to be an American, I will be drafting the bald eagle to pair with Black Duck, Minnesota, and the duck. It's a good pick. And for my wraparound, I will be going with a specific bird. 
uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. I am taking Larry Bird. Yeah, what a guy. Nice. Um, so it's back. Larry Bird, fantastic, fantastic basketball player. Back to you, Jelly. Uh, probably top ten. People say is is Larry Bird top ten? I don't want to get into oh, this conversation right now. T- top ten for sure. Um, I want to talk about yeah. birds again. I need a specific bird. I need a free bird. Is my second a specific bird because it's a specific <laughs> song about birds. Does that count? Yeah, I mean it's. I I think so. Yeah, you guys didn't react the way I wanted you to react to that, but that's fine. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed off Mike. Yeah, it was good. Dumb. Amazing. I f- I feel Play like free bird. Classic bit, right? Uh, do you get that a lot as a DJ? Uh not as much anymore. Thankfully, I think my clientele just has moved away from that bit. Clientele. Yeah. They've passed on. Yeah. They're like, we want to play Blueberry Fago by Lil Mosey. And that, that crowd that generation's even... phasing out. Yeah. Know? Yeah. People that like Lil Mosey and people that also like Leonard Skinner, it's not much of a Venn diagram. Okay. I'm not to not to get off track, but Blueberry Fago is a bop, a wedding bop. And it's, I know you've said I, this, but it, it goes so hard. It's so good. I can't believe it turned into a wedding song. Okay. I know. Let's do your wraparound. Uh, let's see. I got. One more species and one more. Um, I'm gonna take my you have three last... picks left. Yeah, yeah. I still have the wild card too. Um, so I'm gonna take for my last species. I'm gonna take uh the great horned owl because those are dope as hell. Have you seen those? Have you seen a great horned owl? Isn't that like the most story? I mean, yeah, owl? it's it's, it's not, probably, like in, not like in real life. It's probably like the owl that you would picture when yeah. somebody says owl. Yeah. Uh, they, aren't they, they massive? Have, they look like horns. Uh, they have really big wingspans. I don't know how how big they are but they're great they're awesome 4.6 feet typically for a wingspan which in relation to the size of the owl itself is huge yeah and then aren't they also tall we should we should have had an ornithologist on the on the pod i'm sure we have an ornithologist there's someone in painting nation that's a ornithologist. there has to be one of one of 300 200 um Uh, and then my last pick i'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Ho Oh from Pokemon because that's the bird that started it all. That's the bird that sent Ash on his journey, and uh, I don't know the lineage of or the the history behind Ho Oh. Is what's the representation? Is it like a creature that rules over guardian of the skies, guardians of the uh, guardians of the galaxy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, I can't believe they actually yeah, had Ho Oh. He's in, he's in, the in guardians episode. of the galaxy. All right, Jordan, it's yours. <laughs> God, what a great bit. I have my final wild card, which I kind of cheated on when I took Freebird, but whatever. Um, for my wild card, I want to take... Oh, God. Remember the movie The Birdman with Michael Keaton? <laughs> I've never seen it. I know of <laughs> it. It's so good. And it was, yeah, I remember but... watching it at the Lagoon, 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 Lagoon Theater in Uptown and being like, wow, it's quite a movie because they had lots of like one camera shots. And Michael Keaton, which is glorious, and I think it's a good movie. So, Birdman, starring Michael Keaton, is my final pick. And Brandon, you have right. one more. So it's on. on me. I have two. I have my wraparound. I have my wraparound picks here. Uh, so I have one specific bird and one species of bird left. Um, for a species, I am going to I'm going to draft the hummingbird. Oh, because um, those things, the the hummingbird, those things fly so fast mm-hmm. they're just constantly their heartbeat is a, a million beats per minute I, I don't fact check me on that those things are nuts they just eat you sugar. put a bird feeder you put yeah. a bird hummingbird feeder outside your house they'll 
buzz around. Um, and so now I have a specific bird left and I cannot believe that this specific bird has fallen to me in the last round. Ooh. Uh, probably, uh, a potential first round pick in my eyes. I am drafting big bird with my last overall pick. I totally should have drafted big bird over free bird. Big bird's just the goat. Yeah. Durf. I think we all bird is an iconic bird. I think we just assumed yeah. big bird would go first overall. And then you took, what'd you take? The tit, tit, the, tough tit, the, tit the tit bird, the titty <laughs> the bird, the tufted titty. Also, titties. Wait, is that what titties are? <laughs> what a soundbite. Uh, no, so uh, there's a book I read in like seventh grade, and everybody laughed every time somebody had to read aloud because they kept saying, I, maybe it was, maybe it was Huck Finn, but they kept saying titties over or boobies. It was boobies. Ah, uh, classic. There's a bird called boobies. Um, in Huck Finn, Man. they also say another thing a lot of times too, don't they? Or is that Tom Sawyer? I yeah, I'm I mean, to make that joke as well. Both. There's a lot of things that are said in uh in those books. <laughs> Boobies, well, yeah. Uh that's the birds draft. I would say voted. We're not done yet. What? Wait, I no, we you done. guys you have a pick and Durf has a pick. How yeah. do I have a pick? I'm I say I'm all done. I have my team. I have penguins, toucans, birdman the rapper, free bird by Leonard Skinner, and Birdman starring Michael Keaton. Oh. Boobies are great. You need, a, you need a species. Oh, I need other species. You're one that's species right. short. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even prepare for this. Guys, look up boobies. They have... Google boobies right now. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> you need to do this after the pod is over. <laughs> yeah, you got to lock in. <laughs> they um, have blue feet. They look cool. Do it. You're going to go to boobies and feet fetish all within like the same 10 seconds. It's nuts, bro. Unhinged. Uh, uh, let's see. Species of bird. Um, let's see. I got... You know, I'm going to go with parrots. They can talk. And that's that pretty, is pretty cool. amazing. That's it's pretty nuts that parrots can talk. Yeah. I know it's not like conscience, like thought forming, but the fact that you can get it out, I go, respect. Like, like pretty wild when you really think about it. Like, my lord, that bird is talking. And and they, they withhold it's a real they, bird that's talking. There, there's legit been cases where they've been cracked because like the bird overheard something that happened. At a crime scene, and that's, they repeat it. That's actually witness. happened. That does not actually happen. I thought that yeah. was like a, I thought that was like a like yeah. A, it ha- it happened good... in only murders of the building. Enter Exhibit A: <laughs> the defendant's parrot. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm okay. pretty sure it did happen. Okay, anyway, I want to take my last pick. I think my team is missing like a solid power forward, somebody that can kind of take a beating, somebody that can play play the true four. I'm taking Foghorn Leghorn as my. As my power forward. Okay, Foghorn. where was Foghorn Leghorn on January sixth? <laughs> I didn't say I agreed. I'm you, just asking. I did not say I agreed with its ideology. You took the only racist bird on the board, Nerf. What are you doing? <laughs> Do you think that's the only racist bird? Okay, fine. I'll take a different bird. I'm going to take Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. No, 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 no. You no, can't take a different bird. Hey, Foghorn Leghorn, you have made this bed. You have to sleep in it. That's not true at all. I never signed I never signed a contract. I'm taking Edber- Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. That's also a great no, pick. You have Foghorn Leghorn. Nope. Yeah. No, sorry, dude. You said Foghorn Leghorn. The envelope, the envelope is audio form place. Also, there was a there was a parrot who testified. Echo the parrot. There's a parrot named Echo. <laughs> not only witnessed and gave evidence for a crime, but was put into witness protection. They put a parrot. Th- this can't be real. What? The parrot was put into witness protection. This is from the lineup.com. Like they, they did they give it like a whole new bird identity? <laughs> Do we have any other birds? 
without well, okay. drafting oh, that didn't get sorry. taken. Um, rapid rapid fire. Um, the loon didn't get taken. Oh, Minnesota State bird. Yeah, ostrich, uh, the biggest bar- bird in the world. Let's see, peregrine fal- um, falcon. Those are super cool. Der- um, your birds are so specific. <laughs> I Google. Hey, I Googled- like the bird I saw outside my window this morning. <laughs> you guys went too, way too broad. You went. You went penguin. There's types of penguins. You're kind. Of, I think I agree with Derp on this. Um, another thing we missed: "Fly Like an Eagle" by Steve Miller Band. What a great song on the sound on the Space Jam soundtrack. Um, "Bird Is the Word." That's a Minnesota written. Yeah, the Trashman. The Trashman. I was gonna get. I was gonna draft Peter Griffin singing "Bird Is the Word" if I didn't get Black yep. Duck, uh, Minnesota. Flipping, flipping someone the bird. That would have been a good one. That's yep. a good one. Um, uh, flamingos standing on one leg. Andrew um, Bird. Andrew Bird. Howard the Duck. Oh, do you guys, know, do you guys Andrew know Andrew Bird? Bird? Uh, he's kind of like a yeah, like a indie. Uh, the bird that know. they built in A Bug's Life to trick the grasshoppers was on my board. I should have taken that bird. Ooh. Also, um, I, I'm like a bird. bird I know Chris Finch, Andrew Carnegie. A Carnegie is a bird, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, Wind Doves that. Cry by Prince. Carnegie's. No, I'm just saying things. Uh, the Ravens. Rose. The Falcons, the Eagles, Crows wouldn't have got. Well, we did the Eagles. Condor, the Eagles, the band, I or the team. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying the Philadelphia Eagles. I was like, turf. Carl. Yeah, good The Seattle Seahawks. Hawks. Hawks are cool. Hawks are just like they're in between boobies. <laughs> they're in between. Hawks are boobies. like a less patriotic eagle, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if this um, gonna make it, guys. Let's let's move on. Um, I right. definitely would not have taken. We're gonna need the halftime adjustments. I, yeah. would, I definitely would not have taken Foghorn Leghorn. That's for sure. Because that's that's, that's, your, that's, that's your a race, that's a racist bird. Uh, would you yeah. take some nice Unreal <laughs> in your closet? <laughs> yes. yes, you would. Um, this holiday season, if you're looking to get a hoodie or some joggers or a shirt for a loved one or yourself, Unreal is the place to go. There's sportswear meets the country club take the dive with me and buy a crossover hoodie online once it comes put it on and and just feel the fabric on both your torso and with your hands um and then tell me you don't feel attractive i'll wait i'll be waiting my entire life because you will uh not say that you're not attractive because you'll feel attractive and you'll feel super cozy in your unreal crossover hoodie uh their new collab with the vikings just came out two days ago and there are still some sizes online so vikings fan uh there's a nice last minute Christmas gift for the Vikes fan in your life or yourself again. So historically those will fast and hop on that. Also you can head to unreal.co U N R L.co and use the promo code pull tab 15 for 15% off your order. Any has to have time adjustments turf as we go into uh, random wolf in the week. Yeah. Uh, momentum has been on our side for most of the episode. I feel like um, next up we have our wow and I'm hoping it's like shopping at Nordstrom and we have, uh, we find a good guess or two. Um, that's a joke about the brand Guess and how they're sold at Nordstrom. Anyway, moving on. It's time for Random, random, random Wolf of, of the Week. week. Our wow. All right. So, our wow. Our wow. I am doing Random Wolf of the our Week. Wow. Uh, our random wow. Wolf of the Week this week. And you guys will be proud to know I did not use chat GPT for these. And I came up with all these clues myself in the third quarter of tonight's game versus the 76ers. Are you ready? All right. What's our first guess? What's your first guess? I'm, I'm giving it to you. Mm, I'm going to say Taj Gibson. It is not Taj Gibson. Okay. 
All right. Clue number one. This is a real Boy. fact. His favorite video game as a kid was Mario Kart, and his favorite character was Luigi. Okay. Who gives off Luigi vibes? Who could it be? This feels like Andrew Wiggins. Josh Akogi. Who's it going to be? Uh, I don't really care, but it like Andrew Wiggins seems like the type of guy that would really like Luigi for some reason. No, sorry, not Andrew Wiggins. Clue number two. He was the first freshman in his college's history to score a triple double. Um, bonus college clue. He was super into trying hard in the classroom because he really wanted to avoid the dumb athlete stereotype. Who got the first triple double as a freshman in Ohio State history plus tried hard in the classroom? Who would do that? Oh, um, um, uh, what's his name? Diop. Yeah, Kate Bates. Yeah, it was or not. It, wait, wait, no, no, no. I, no, nope. D'Angelo no, Russell. You, you already said Kate Bates Diop, so that's your that's clue number two, which is incorrect. Um, let's see. You guys are really circling the drain on this random wolf of the week. It's, it's Mike Conley. According to Magic Johnson, he is not a good leader. Oh, it's D'Angelo Russell. It's yeah. D'Angelo Russell. Yes, you're right. With the Andrew as Wiggins. soon as like we started guessing KBD, <laughs> no. I don't think KBD played as a freshman a lot. No. Well, like, with the Andrew also, Wiggins thing, is, you, like, is, traded for him. Was he there after D'Lo? Like, was D- did D'Lo KBD? have? His... He played at this. He played with D'Lo, didn't he? But were were they the same? But then he year? stayed afterwards. Yeah, I just didn't know if they were the same. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's D'Angelo Russell. My fourth clue was in 2015, he proclaimed he wore the number he did because that's the number of people that could guard him. It was zero. Now it's one, which is kind of funny. I like to think the one is Jesus. I feel oh, like, I thought, like Jesus I thought D'Lo was supposed to be an alpha and he has Luigi as his favorite character. That's not alpha energy. Yeah, pretty, just, pretty, yeah. peculiar. Pretty, then, pretty beta. And then my last clue was in his rookie season, he led all rookies in steals and became the youngest player to hit 133s in the season. I didn't think we'd get to clue number five, which is why it's kind of a hard clue because it feels like um, you guys would have got it. D'Lo was an excellent uh, means to an end. We'll say that. D'Lo should have his jersey. God bless the broken road, D'Angelo Russell, that led me to you, Mike Conley. I think we still reti- I think we retired D'Lo Alexander D'Lo's Walker. Jersey. And uh, we retired D'Lo Jally, jersey. you don't want... Eventually, everyone on the Wolves is going to be wearing numbers in like the 400s because Jally's going to have retired like everyone that ever wore a jersey. No, they're just, they're just going to have the numbers with a zero in front of it. I think the numbers. Jally's okay. like, I think we should retire Jake Layman's number because that one time he did the zero points thing. Okay, I mean, that, that was, was pretty really cool. cool. That was no, pretty that's... cool. The no-brainer retirees. KG, obviously. Ricky Rubio, obviously. That's it. That's just, no, it, just James Johnson, obviously. James Johnson. No, it's not just those two. It's just Kevin Garnett. No, it's Kevin Garnett and it's Ricky Rubio. They're not going to retire Ricky Rubio's number. Ricky Rubio was never on a good team with the Timberwolves. Neither was Kevin said... Garnett. God damn That's it, not bro. true. <laughs> All right. No, obviously. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Crunch Wears No Pants. We love you immensely. Remember, if you listen to this far in the podcast, please leave us a review, either five stars or one star. If you're going to say something, stand on something. And let's see, make sure you follow us on social media at No Pants Crunch on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Oh, yeah, because you're standing still if your body matches what your eyes can do. I don't think we can do right through. I'm awake. While Jally's doing the reads at the end thing because it really, it really throws. It's overstimulating. It just becomes a hot.